The Last of Us was released as a show adaptation of the popular Sony PlayStation video game of the same name. The Last of Us airs on HBO Max every Sunday at 9pm Eastern. Stream it now. After a deadly tragedy turns the world into rubble, we're thrown into a post-apocalyptic world where 20 years and mass genocide have hardened humanity. Hope appears in the form of a girl who might just be the key to salvation. another mini episode of Jules Just Vibes. I'm Jules and as always I'm your host and we're here to just vibe. Happy Monday and welcome back to The Last of Us Review for episode 5. If you're just tuning in now, these episodes are different from our regular deep dives into newly released media. I'm watching this new show as it's released episode by episode and releasing episodes a week behind every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern. As of this going live, episode 6 is live now on HBO Max, so listen to this, then go watch episode 6 so you can follow along with me next week. The other episode reviews will also be linked in the description for you to catch up. Best to do that so you're not lost. Alright, let's jump into it and as always, there's going to be spoilers. Before we get started, I had hoped that this Kathleen storyline would be over after this episode, because in reality, I am really wanting to continue the main Joel and Ellie story. And although I was not let down, I also didn't hate watching this part of the story overall, and I think that it was executed nicely. So let's get on with the review. We actually find out that the rebellion in Kansas City happened 10 days ago. Kathleen rounded up all that helped Fedra to run their quarantine zone, and more importantly, the reason that Kathleen is hunting Henry and Sam. We also find out who Henry and Sam are. Henry and Sam are brothers. Henry helped Fedra to save his deaf little brother who was going to die from leukemia by giving up Kathleen's brother, who was a really good, selfless man. It's a rough story, and while they don't really explain why they would be rats for Fedra, or what information they would give or why a person would be taken, the implication is that it's not good. In this episode, Joel and Ellie are also made aware of the terrible dealings that are happening inside the quarantine zone, which, if you think about it, would actually be something that would happen. People were raped, tortured, and imprisoned. Do you think that you could handle that for 20 years? It's funny that the rebellion didn't happen sooner, and you start to understand why in the beginning, Kathleen said that anyone that worked with Fedra for any reason, even medicine to save someone, was a traitor. Another layer to that is Joel makes a statement about what he's heard about KCQZ, which is Kansas City Quarantine Zone, and Henry confirms it's true and almost worse than what was put out there. Aside from the terrible information they have confirmed, Joel and Ellie are made aware of a pretty good plan to escape and leave KC and be free, and reluctantly, Joel agrees to help. There's some exposition in this episode, unspoken and spoken, throughout the episode, but it's pretty chill up until the end. We find out why KC has no infected wandering around. 
we find out that they were run underground years ago. In episode 4, if you remember, Kathleen's head muscle starts to show Kathleen a sinkhole, and it almost seems like it's breathing and ready to drop. And Kathleen just says that she'll worry about it later, that it's not on top of their priority list. Separately, these facts don't lead to much, but together they have the makings of something pretty terrible, and so I'm just going to go ahead and say hold on to your hats. While going through the tunnels to make their way into the free zone, Henry, Sam, Ellie, and Joel stop into an underground bunker where people fled to live after the infection happened. We get some really heartwarming moments at this part, and it's almost like you remember that Ellie and Sam are children and they kind of need to have fun to keep their resolve. They play indoor soccer and find the comic book, and Ellie and Sam have a really sweet moment I wish they would have called back to, but unfortunately they didn't. But they go through the comic and they read it, and it says endure and survive. And while Ellie is reading, Sam is signing, and they sign it together, and it was a really great moment endure and survive. They reach the residential part of their plan and are stopped by a sniper that alerts Kathleen and her crew, and right as Henry is ready to give himself up to save his brother and everyone else, a sinkhole caves in and a swarm of clickers, like legit, a swarm of clickers spring from the ground, and there's even this little girl clicker that almost gets Ellie, and if you thought that little girls in horror movies were scary, this just adds another layer to that. That they come in and they start to attack everyone. In all of this chaos, there's also a new type of infected called the bloater. This is a monster. He's monstrous. Beefy, tall, pretty much just rips your head straight off of your body. He absolutely would be an avoid-if-you-can type of infected, and he just rages on everyone. He's also a clicker. It's just damn terrifying. Of course, this battle is not without a few casualties. Kathleen gets fucking murked by that little girl clicker, and back in the safety of the home with Joel, Ellie, Sam, and Henry, Ellie is made aware that Sam is bit. This leads to the hardest part in a show I've had to watch in a really hard time. I'm just going to lay it all out here, and FYI, I'm talking about self-harm and some suicide. So Ellie realizes Sam is bit, and she shows him her arm where she's been bit but not infected, and she says that her blood is medicine. In a rush, she cuts her hand, and she puts blood on his bite in hopes that it would help him out. When I first watched this, I thought that she was doing this just to kind of make him feel better, but no, the little kid in her really thought that it would help. Unfortunately, she did not heal him, he attacks her, and Henry, without thinking, shoots Sam. This leads to shock and a breakdown from Henry, because it was just instinct, and after realizing what happened, he turns the gun on himself and takes his own life. Joe and Ellie bury them, and you can see Ellie's defeated. It's brutal, and her hope is dwindling because if her blood at its core can't cure someone, how is it going to cure humanity? It's just a really tough time for her, and she tries to shake it off, but 
just her body language and she just doesn't want to linger or stop long. She just wants to keep going. You can just really tell that it's affected her. All right, let's talk about some game inaccuracies. In my episode 4 review, we already talked about how Kathleen and her goons are more of an obstacle than having fleshed out stories in the game. While I was not mad at the storyline and even less mad about the conclusion of it, I stand firm that if we didn't get that story, I would not really care. Next, Sam. Sam in the game is not deaf, but it does add another layer and depth to his character. Even the creator of the game makes a comment about how he wishes he would have thought about it. I also do want to note that they do get an actual deaf actor to play Sam, and that's just really awesome to be seeing this type of representation in cinema. Just like anyone from the LGBTQIA+, should be shown as they did with Bill and Frank, disabled people need to be represented as much. So seeing Sam be deaf and navigate the apocalypse was actually really cool. So, so far, those were the two main deviations, and they even labeled Sam as, like, a major deviation from the game, so I really thought that having him beat up was something that we needed to talk about, not just for the sake of representation. Overall, this episode was a giant win for me. I got my storyline closure, and although there was some pretty terrible stuff in this episode, it all felt really good, and it flowed and made for some good character development with Ellie and Joel. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 because while I was actually writing that heartbreaking part, I also like cried and I cried a lot when I watched it. So just in general, shows that make me cry without my consent don't get full marks. Just just fun facts. Alright guys, I really hope you enjoyed this mini, and remember, if you want more Jules Just Vibes content, you can always tune in to my regular scheduled deep dive reviews every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can always send any feedback or suggestions for reviews on my website, JulesJustVibes.com, or you can DM me and tag me on Twitter where I am most active, and that tag is at JulesJustVibes. Thanks as always for the support, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.